All right. Good evening, everyone. Hopefully everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is April 14th, 2022 and week 167. If you're new around here, welcome to Join the Mist of the Storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say, welcome back. Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out trying to hear what thus says the Lord. Now, as you can see from the title, it, it says he is risen. And we all know what day Sunday is. It's Easter Sunday or Resurrection Sunday. We all know the story. Jesus was killed and rose again on the third day. So we're going to be taking a look at that and among other things in the Bible tonight. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks. We can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. As always, I hope you guys get something out of it. Thank you, Melvin. Let us go into a word of prayer. Uh, any of you who have an opportunity to do so, uh, we would be delighted if you would to, uh, join in with us in this prayer. Gracious Lord, thank you for this blessed opportunity. Lord, we thank you for how you continue to watch over us, how you continue to uh, bring us from last week over into this week, from yesterday over into this day. And so, Lord, we would, uh, we can never say thank you enough for all the things that you did for us, Lord, even all the things that uh, we have forgotten to say thank you for, the things that we've never even thought to say thank you for. Lord, we thank you for that uh, at this time. Lord, we're praying for uh, the Bible study. We're praying for ourselves, for uh, those around us, uh, all of those in the body of Christ, Lord, no matter what is going on at this time in any of our lives, Lord, we're praying and asking that you would just continue to be with us, that you would not leave us, Lord, uh, that you would just continue to open our understanding, open our minds, open our eyes, Lord, open our hearts to be willing to do whatever it is, to be willing to accept whatever your will is for our lives. And so, Lord, we're praying that no matter what happens to us in this life, that we will still remember there's a reason to have joy in the midst of every storm. And so, Lord, we're praying all these blessings in your holy name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. He is risen. Um, as Melvin said, it is Easter Sunday coming up. And we use this day. Um, this is a tradition. I, I want you to know that first and foremost, this is just a tradition. Um, this is by no means to say that um, exactly on uh, Sunday is the day that Jesus rose. We have no idea what day it actually happened, you know, as far as the calendar date. Um, it is merely something that we're using to just celebrate uh, and and acknowledge what has taken place. Um, and this was 100% necessary for our salvation. And, and for those who don't um, wish to celebrate Easter, it's no problem. You know, you don't have to. Um, but, you know, for me, I don't see any harm in setting aside one day. But now, realistically, um, we actually set aside every day to celebrate this occasion because, you know, something this monumental, something this um, outstanding, it has to be celebrated every day uh, because without what Jesus did for us, we would not have any opportunity to be saved. We wouldn't have any chance. And so we do... Um, want to set aside this time. And I wanted to talk about this tonight because I know we're going to hear so many Easter message messages uh, as we do around this time of the year. And so I wanted to look at this um, tonight and I kind of want to want to approach it a slightly different way uh, than maybe we have heard and maybe you have heard this. And so if so, I hope that something, uh, that is said, God would 
just keep you running in this race, uh, keep you on the journey for salvation. So he is risen. We're going to uh, look at this tonight, starting in Matthew 28. Um, and let's pick it up at verse five. We do have a few comments. David says, praise the Lord, everyone. Hope y'all have had a great day. Uh, Chelsea says, praise the Lord. And Kiara says, praise the Lord as well. Praise the Lord to you guys. I hope you guys have also had a fantastic day. And thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you. So Matthew chapter 28 and verse 6. He is five. not. Let's go to 5. 5. Uh, let's see. And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. Mm -hmm. He is not here, for he is risen. That's our message tonight. The topic tonight is he's, he is risen. Now, I do want to cover a few things uh, from this story. But if you don't catch anything else, you need to know he is risen. He's not where, uh, and, and we're going to get into it all, but where they were looking, uh, they found out he's not there. The scripture said he is not here. He is risen. But now, now that you know that, though, what is the aftermath? What, what happens next? See, <laughs> whenever you watch a, whenever you watch a, like a TV series, once you finish that show, you know what? What questions in your mind? I wonder what's going to happen next. <laughs> if you watch a movie, there's some things in that movie you're wondering, oh, I wonder what's going to happen to this character next. That, that's the thought that you have. You, you can't wait till the next movie or the next episode of this show or whatever. You, you're wanting to know what happens next. And so a lot of people are going to celebrate uh, this weekend the fact that Jesus has risen, which is good now. But what next? What comes after that, though? That's what I want to look at, because I know we've heard a thousand times he's risen. But I just want to cover a few different aspects of this as I work my way into the topic. Uh, I'm going to have to work my way into this topic. Uh, so I think I want to go back up. And we're going to move around just a little bit. Um, let's go back up to verse. Let's go back up to verse one before I go to a different place to, to hit one point before we really get into this topic. Let's go to verse one. Man. Um, Casey says, praise the Lord, brothers. Love you guys. Love you too, my brother. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, verse one says, in the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, mm -hmm. came Mary Magdalene mm -hmm. and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. Now they went to see Jesus, where he was laid, where he was placed inside of this uh, cave, so to speak, uh, where they covered it with a stone. That's where he was put. And so they wanted to come and view the body. And put some spices on him, some some fragrances, some uh, you might want to call it cologne. That's not really what it was, but uh, just some some fragrances. And and now I'm not a hundred percent sure why they did that, but now to me, the reason they did this was to keep the smell down, because if someone is deceased, they didn't have the things that we have today. Uh, it was going to be hard, especially as time continued to pass three, four days. Um, the body's going to start smelling pretty bad. So they went there to anoint the body and see Jesus um, being, being dead now. But now something happened when they got there. Let's read what happened. And behold, there was a great earthquake mm -hmm. for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door. And sat upon it. You know, these women had a question. Now, we don't find the question here, but they asked a question in another place. Who's going to remove the stone for us? They knew it was a stone covering uh, 
the the sepulcher here, the, the place where Jesus was laid. And we're going to get to that stone. I, I, I want to point out a few things about that before I move into my real topic tonight. But, but I found this so fascinating as I looked at this. And you might not see it, you might not see it the same way. But I like to, I like to know more. So now, an angel descended from heaven. Read that verse again for us, man. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. Angel came and removed the stone from the opening now. Let's read it. His countenance was like lightning, and his raiment white as snow. Now, this is a fearful sight. If we were to see this, we would be afraid. But now, I want you to notice this now in verse 4. Uh huh. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. Now, there were some keepers here. Someone watching over this uh, uh, gravesite of Jesus. Now, he was, the way they had this was, it was inside of rock, like it was like in a cave, so to speak. And they had a stone, a big boulder, a big rock covering the entrance. And they had people there to make sure nothing happened. To make sure. Now, now you might you may be wondering, why do you need somebody to watch a dead body? I want to go and show you this. Flip back now to Matthew 27. Matthew 27. And I believe I want 54 there. Yes, let's let's pick up. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Drop down to uh 50 62 62 62 now this is why there were keepers at the gravesite of Jesus somebody's there watching and protecting this body from anybody coming over here and taking this body. Let's see what happened here in 62. Now, the next day that followed the day of the preparation, the chief priests and Pharisees came together unto Pilate. Now, this is after Jesus has been killed now. I, I want you to really understand what's happening here. After Jesus has been killed, we have chief priests, these are preachers, and Pharisees. These are preachers. They came to Pilate, who is the governor, the one who said he found no fault in Jesus. Yet, the people wouldn't allow him, and God wouldn't allow him to release Jesus. So, he released Barabbas, and Jesus was killed. Now, they come to Pilate again. Let's see what they say unto him. Saying, Sir, we remember that that deceiver said, while he was yet alive, after three days, I will rise again. See, this is what we're talking about tonight. They came to Pilate, the governor, and they said, look, we remember the deceiver. They're talking about Jesus. They said, we remember he said after three days, he would rise again. We remember he said this. See, these people listen to Jesus now. Even though, let, go ahead and read, man. Go ahead. Command, therefore, that the sepulcher be made sure until the third day. They said we need somebody to watch this thing and make sure nothing happens. We, we need to make sure he's not coming back. We need to make sure of this. Uh huh. Lest his disciples come by night mm -hmm. and steal him away mm -hmm. and say unto the people, He is risen from the, from the dead. Mm -hmm. So the last error shall be worse than the first. They said, we need someone out there. We need to be watching this sepulcher. We need to make sure 
he doesn't leave this tomb. Because he told us the third day he would rise again. But now, he's not going to rise now. But his disciples might come and steal the body. And then they're going to say, he told us he would do this. They said, we don't want to make this mistake. We don't want this to happen. So now, all of the odds are stacked against Jesus. You have people out here watching. Let's read. Pilate said unto them, Mm -hmm. ye have a watch. Go your way. Make it as sure as ye can. Do whatever you can. Make sure then. Watch. Watch his tomb. Watch the sepulcher. Watch the gravesite. Mm-hmm. So they went and made the sepulcher sure, sealing the stone and setting a watch. These people watched. <laughs> they were watching to make sure nothing happens. That's what they were watching for. That's what they're watching for. They have went to Pilate and said, look, <laughs> look. We need to make sure nothing happens with this body. And so let's make sure we get this stone. We need to make sure this stone isn't going anywhere. I've even wondered. I don't know how they sealed the stone. I don't know if they were just saying they rolled the stone in front of the the entrance. I'm not even sure. But what I do know is they did whatever they could to make sure Nothing happened to this body. So they set people up to watch now. To be there at least until the third day. So now we go back to where we started in Matthew 28. And let's pick it up. Verse 1. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, Came Mary Magdalene. Now this is, read that again for me, Mel. In the end of the Sabbath. Now this is about to be when Jesus was supposed to rise. This is when he was supposed to rise now. And they're watching here. They're watching. Now who shows up at the tomb? Let's see who showed up here at the sepulcher. Came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary. To see the sepulchre. His disciples now, some of the women, coming to visit the body. But now there was also the keepers there. They're watching too. And making sure no one steals this body. They're making sure nothing has taken place here. But now they're all going to get a surprise. Let's read, man. And behold... There was a great earthquake. Behold. Behold now. See, if God be for us, the scripture says, who can be against us? If God is for us, who can be against if he's for us? There was no way that they can hold Jesus from getting out. There was no, there was no watch that they can put there. There was no chains. There was no shackles. There was nothing they could do. And so God allowed an angel by way of a great, Scripture said, a great earthquake. Mm -hmm. For the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. The angel now rolled away the stone from the entrance of the sepulcher. Uh-huh. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. This was a terrible sight to see. This was a fearful sight to see is what I mean by that. This is a fearful sight to see. So now these people who have been placed there to watch and make sure nothing happens with his body Let's see how they responded. 
and for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. <laughs> they didn't do anything. What, what could they do? What could they do? You know, it does not matter how the devil tries to stop anything that God sets in motion. Anything that God has desired to happen in our lives, there's nothing the enemy can do to stop it. It doesn't matter who comes against you. It doesn't matter if it's the chief priest. It doesn't matter if it's the people that have money. It doesn't matter if it's Congress. It doesn't matter if it's the president, if it's uh, the king, the queen. None of it matters. It doesn't matter if that's your enemy. It, it does not matter. If God has a plan, it's going to come into fruition. And so regardless of everything they did, Jesus still rose. Despite them setting a watch, despite them saying, we're going to seal up the tomb. We're going to make sure nothing happened. We heard that deceiver. They called him a deceiver. It doesn't matter how people talk against it. No matter if people say it's crazy. It doesn't matter. If only we believe this. Because sometimes when people uh, speak against the things of God and us, we become discouraged. When we see people set up things to stop us or to detour us, we become discouraged. But as we read this, I want you to notice, no matter what they did, it didn't work. Now, these are soldiers here that they have put in this position to watch the body. These are soldiers. They weren't going to put someone here to watch. And suppose some of Jesus' disciples would try, would try to steal the body away. They wanted someone there to fight off the disciples of Jesus. Now, that was not going to happen now. But I'm saying if that were to happen, they were going to put someone there who could fight them off. These were soldiers now. It wasn't somebody there like me. These were soldiers, the keepers. And now I'm going to show you what happened to them. Now, after, after now, this has taken place. These soldiers here have watched the earthquake take place. And an angel descend. Countenance looked like lightning. Apparent apparel, the clothing was white as snow. They have now, they played dead. <laughs> they couldn't move. They were still <laughs> because of fear. What can they do? So now I want to show you what has taken place after this. See, the enemy's still fighting. No matter what God has did, the devil is still going to fight. And so now we drop down, drop down now, and let's pick it up. Let's pick it up at verse 11. Now, when they were going, behold, some of the watch came into the city. We're still talking about the same people now. Some of the watch came into the city and they did what? And showed unto the chief priests all the things that were done. They went back to the people who told them to watch. They went back to them. And you know the message they have, Melvin? <laughs> he is risen. <laughs> they had this same message today. They said, he's risen. We've watched this. We've watched it happen. How the angel descended how the earthquake took place, how he rolled back the stone. He's, dis he, he's risen. Let's see what they said. And when they were assembled with the elders. They had to call a meeting for this. <laughs> they had to call a meeting about this because they did not want this to happen. But he's risen, though. 
See, there's nothing you can do to stop the plan of God. If only we believe this. If only we had the faith that we talk about we have. We trust God. Yeah, we trust him until we see the opposers, the opposition, the chief priests, uh, the people in authority, people making rules. You know, we get we become afraid of those who make rules. But these were these were the chief priests. They can make the rules, but regardless of who's making rules, regardless of the government, regardless of anything in his life, regardless of who's uh, who's at the police office, who's at the police station, who's the lawyer, regardless of all of that, God is still going to make a way for us. He is still, he still has a plan for us. And his plan will be fulfilled, regardless of who's in what position. We must know this. So now, the watch has went into the city and they began to tell the people who told them to keep an eye on Jesus, they began to tell them what has been done. And so now let's see what happens here. Again, and they and when they were assembled with the elders and had taken counsel. Now, they have told their side of the story. They have told them, man, this fellow's risen. <laughs> We don't know what happened to this body, but he's not there. We watched an angel descend, roll away the stone. He's risen. Nobody came and stole him. He's risen. Exactly what he said would happen. What happened, Melvin? They gave large money into the soldiers. See, these were soldiers now. See, that's why I said they were soldiers. They gave not just a small amount of money. <laughs> they gave large money. Why did they give them money, though? What's it say, Mel? Saying, say ye, his disciples came by night <laughs> and stole him away while we slept. They said, look, don't tell nobody what you just told us. Don't tell people he's risen. See, the devil wants you to not believe this today. Don't tell people he has risen. But what you need to tell them is that the disciples came and stole him away. While you were asleep, they moved that large stone. They rolled it away and you heard nothing. You didn't hear them strain. <laughs> you didn't hear anything. And so as I, as I looked at this, I'm seeing how the devil... He's always going to fight the truth. It doesn't matter. We can be confused. We don't have to be, though. But the devil's always going to fight the truth. Even if he knows it's a lie. These people seen it with their own eyes. And they have went and now told the chief priest and the elders and scribes. And they say, you know what? We're going to pay you guys to be quiet about this. We want you to tell people his disciples stole. So this is where we are today. He is risen. And the devil is going to use every lie he can. He's going to use money to persuade you. He's going to use family members, friends to persuade you against the truth of God. And it's not just about whether Jesus Christ rose or not. It's about all the truth of God. He's going to use something to try to persuade you. We talked about it weeks ago. There's only three things he can use now. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, and pride of life. He's going to try to use those three tricks to persuade you that he is not risen. But now, that's a part of my message tonight. I went there. But now, I want to go back now to Matthew 28 and verse 5. Because there's something else I want to point out here. Matthew 28 and verse 5. Now that we see 
how the devil is working against, trying his best to work against Jesus. Nothing will work now, but he's going to try. Somebody said he's going to throw everything in the kitchen sink. <laughs> he's going to try now. <laughs> Pick us up at verse five here. Uh, we have two comments uh, really quickly. Amy says, hello, everyone. And David, I see your comment. Um, I do assume we will come back to it. He's asking us to read Romans chapter six, verses three through six. He says that these verses tie in with what is um, being presented, what we're going over. So okay. I, I do assume we will get back to that one. We will. So, all right, Matthew 28 and chapter... Matthew chapter 28 and verse 5, And the angel answered and said unto the woman, the women, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. Now the angel, the angel that descended, sat on the, sat on the uh, stone, rolled it away and sat on the stone. The angel said, Look, I know you're looking for Jesus, who was crucified. But now, Let's pick up this next verse. He is not here. He is not here. He is risen. He is not here. Uh-huh. For he is risen, mm -hmm. as he said. As he told you. God has told us some stuff. And he's always going to keep his word. He's not slack concerning his promise. But now, what caught my attention here? He is not here, for he is risen. You know, as, as people of God, I see how so many of us are looking for Jesus in so many places. We're looking for Jesus. We're looking for, you know, we go... To the church and we're looking for Jesus some people feel <laughs> and I'm not going to get into this but some people believe he comes down at the church every time they go there every Sunday he's right there at the church I'm not going to get into that but the point I'm trying to make is we're looking for him in so many places some people don't straighten up until they get to church you know why? Because they're thinking he's there. That's the thinking behind it. But now once we leave the church, we're not thinking he's there anymore. And the reason why is because he's not. Now, I don't want you to misunderstand me. But what I'm getting at, his disciples came looking for him but he wasn't there where they were looking. And this is something that I'm seeing happen with so many people of God. We're looking for God. We're looking for Jesus. But he's not where we're expecting him to be. You know where Jesus should be? He rose so he can be in you. That's where he's not. We're not looking for Jesus to be in us. We're looking for him to be everywhere else. We're looking all around. I'm, I'm going to go over here. We're going to have a good time in the Lord. We're looking for him to be in so many places. But you know, he rose so he can be in you. That's where he should be. In you. And so I'm taking this from a natural thing. And I'm trying to give it to you in a spiritual manner. I hope you can understand it. But I, I, I need to go somewhere to show you what I'm talking about. In the book of John. Let's move over to the book of John. Because the reason he rose was not just for you to say, I believe Jesus Christ rose. He died for my sins and he rose again on the third day. That's not why he rose. He rose so he can be inside of you. That's what he rose for. So now in the book of John, chapter 16 and verse 7, John 16 and verse 7, 
This is why he rose. See, this is the aftermath of Jesus rising. We're looking for him now. We're looking for him all over the place. We're saying, Jesus, I need you. And we don't recognize where you really need him at is inside of you, in your heart. He's not in us because we're looking for him in the wrong places. We should be looking for him to be inside of us. But we're not looking for that. Do you really want that today? So as I read this, I started to think about how they went to the tomb to find Jesus. And I started to think about the reason he rose was to be in us. Let's pick it up in John 16 and verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. Jesus here says, I want to tell you the truth. That's what I'm trying to bring you today, tonight. The truth. The reason he went away. The reason he rose again was so that you can receive the comforter. That is the spirit of God. That is the spirit of truth. That is the spirit of Jesus. That is the Holy Ghost. These are all names. These are all titles, whatever you want to call it, for the Holy Ghost. That's what he rose for. He said, if, read that again, Neville. Read that again for us. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. Mm -hmm. It is expedient for you that I go away. He said, I have to go. I have to leave this world. I have to be killed. I have to rise again the third day. I have to. Why? For if I go not away. He said, if I don't go, if I don't rise, uh-huh. the comforter will not come unto you. You can't get the Holy Ghost. You can't get it. You will not receive my spirit. You won't receive it. This is why he had to rise again. So that he can fill you with his spirit. And so today, have you been filled with his spirit? That's what he rose for. This is the whole purpose of him rising. If you have not did this, if you're not working on this, somebody's not even working on it out there. If you are not working on this, then did Jesus die for anything for you? The reason he died, has it been fulfilled in you? Somebody's going to leave this earth and die without the Holy Ghost. Somebody is. Someone is. But it doesn't have to be you. It does not have to be you. So Jesus said, look, it is expedient. I have to go away because if I don't, you cannot receive the Holy Ghost. So now that he is risen and we know this, where are you seeking for him at? Is he risen in you? I know he's risen from the grave. But are you seeking for him to be in your heart? Are you seeking for him in you? They were looking in the grave. In one place, they said, look, why seek ye the living among the dead? They were, were looking in all the wrong places. When God, he wants to dwell in you. That's what he rose for. So he said, did we finish that verse off? Not yet, but if I depart, I will send him unto you. He said, if I leave, if I leave now, I will send you the Holy Ghost. That's what he died for. That's what he rose again for, so that you can have the Holy Ghost. So as I thought about this, and the millions of people all around the world, as we're going to celebrate this day, 
celebrate Jesus rising. But did we get the message from it? Did we receive what he wanted us to receive as a result of him rising? He said, I'm going to rise. And the reason I'm going to do, he said, it's important. It is so crucial. It's expedient that I go away. I've got to go. And the reason that I'm leaving is so you can have the Holy Ghost. You know, as I think about this, in order for you to have ice, the water has to leave. That's the only way you can have the ice. This is what Jesus was trying to tell us. He said, if you want the ice to come, the water has to leave. If you want the steam, the water has to leave. If you want water, the ice has to leave. The ice has to melt. I've got to change forms here. I'm not going to get too deep with that. But he was trying to show us something here. He said, I have to go. The Holy Ghost is coming. I've got to make room for the Spirit of God. And so I, somebody out there will understand this. And if you don't, keep working at it. But what is important is that you understand he is risen, but you do not keep seeking him in the wrong place, in the wrong places. He's desiring to be in you. One other place in the book of John. Uh, go back to John chapter 14 and pick us up at verse 16. He's talking about the same thing here. See, I, I, let, let me say this while I'm thinking about it. You cannot read the Bible, read these holy scriptures, and expect everything to be in one chapter. It won't work that way. It will not work this way. He's ha he told us to study. You'll find certain things in this chapter, certain things that connect to it in another chapter, certain things that help you understand this way over here in, in, in the Old Testament. All of it has to be put together, rightly divided. Let's read, Melvin. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. He'll give you the Holy Ghost. But now I've got to be risen first. I've got to leave here first. That's the only way. Uh-huh. That he may abide with you forever. He's going to be with you forever. Keep reading. He, he's on to something here. Keep reading. Even the spirit of truth. See, this is just another name for the comforter. Just another name for the Holy Ghost. That's all. He, he's still talking about the same thing. Don't get lost on me. Same topic now. Now he's just calling it the spirit of truth. Uh-huh. Whom the world cannot receive. See, everybody's not going to receive this. I just told you. Somebody's going to die without it. Somebody knew he rose, but they didn't get the message. They didn't understand why he rose. He rose so you can receive his spirit. It's not enough to know he rose and don't have his spirit. We got to be working at this. You can receive it. That's what he wants you to do. He called it a good gift. Let's read, Mary. Because it, because it seeth him not. The world just can't understand this. They know he rose. They, they know Jesus rose again the third day. They pierced him in the side. They know he hung on the cross. But the world still cannot receive the Holy Ghost. They still cannot receive this. Somebody don't want it. That's why they can't receive it. Somebody doesn't want it. Everything else is important right now, except receiving the Holy Ghost. This is what he rose for. Did he die in vain? Did he rise in vain in your life? Now, he didn't do it in vain, but for somebody 
it was all for nothing because somebody's not going to take the offer. Let me tell you what I mean by that. See, sometimes a person can prepare a meal for you. They can cook a nice meal, have your vegetables, your meat, your starch. They can cook you a nice meal, give you a nice drink, nice sweet tea, whatever. But you can say, "Uh, well, I won't be able to eat that today. They did it for nothing. As far as you are concerned, it's not that they didn't prepare it for you. It's not that they didn't want you to have it. It's just that you didn't want it. You say, well, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to be able to do that today. Did Jesus rise in vain for some somebody out there? I, I want to take him up on the opportunity. But for somebody, somebody's not going to take him up. For every person that dies and goes to hell, you know what that tells me? In their life, Christ rose for nothing. They didn't take him up on the offer. It's not that God wanted them to go to hell. The scripture tells us it is not his will, not his desire, not his plan that anybody dies and go to hell. He doesn't want that. But somebody didn't take him up on the offer. He rose for this. This is what he died for. And this is what he rose for. So you can receive his spirit of truth. The comforter. We all need some comforting. This is what he's trying to give us. But we don't want to take the comforter. We don't even want to take the comforter. The devil has us rejecting the Holy Ghost. So he said, This is the spirit of truth the world cannot receive. Uh Uh-huh. Because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. He said, this spirit is going to be in you. See, that's where we should be seeking him at. We're looking all around trying to find Jesus, trying to find the Lord. But is he in you? If he's not, I'll tell you, this is what he rose for. So he can get inside of you. That's why he rose. He didn't rise just because it sounded like a good story. He rose so he can get in you. And so that's what I wanted to show you. They went to the tomb looking, to the sepulcher looking. The angel had to tell him, he's not here. He's risen. He's not here. And so as I thought about us today, we're looking all around trying to find Jesus. But he's supposed to be in us. That's where he's wanting to be. He said, he shall be. That's future tense. He'll be in you. Once you start seeking for him, ask him to be in you, to be in your heart to open your mind, to open your understanding. So I hope you can understand tonight. He is risen, but I want you to know why he rose. He rose to be in you and in me. This is what he rose for. So I'm hoping and praying we would give him what he's looking for. Don't waste this opportunity that you have. There's people leaving here every day. Somebody's dying without him inside of them. Somebody's dying without the Holy Ghost. And that's why Jesus rose. That's so tragic. It's tragic to think somebody's going to leave here without it. And this is why he rose. Yet we're still seeking him in all the wrong places. Never once saying, God, I want you to be in me. So let's uh, pick up, I think he said Romans 6. What shall we say then? Romans 6, 3 through 6. Uh, Know ye not 
that so many of us, as we're baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death. Mm -hmm. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. Mm -hmm. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. None of this will happen if we don't get him inside of us. None of it, none of it will happen. None of this will happen. We will continue to serve sin unless we get him inside of us. So that's what we're talking about tonight. He is risen. But I don't want you to just know about the soldiers and what the governor did and how they tried to stop him. Stop someone from coming and removing the body. I don't want you to just know that. I want you to know why he rose. He rose so he can be inside of you. He told us in the Old Testament, he said he was going to do a new thing. He was going to write his laws in somebody's heart. See, somebody's going to be serious about it. This is going to be in somebody's heart. Somebody's going to be passionate about this. It won't just be for a show. Sometimes people do stuff for a show to try to look good. But some, God has somebody out there that's going to be real. So I thank you guys. And I hope something that uh, was said would help you to understand why he rose. What do you do now? The aftermath. I know we know he rose. We've heard this, some of us, since we were babies. But did they tell you he rose so you can receive the comforter? And if you don't think you need a comforter, you will. So, again, I thank you guys for listening. Um, may God continue to bless you guys. Um, and just stay strong in the word. Stay strong in Christ. So at this time, I will turn it into the hands of Melvin. Let's see if we have anything else uh, and whatever, whatever else he might want to um, put out there. So again, thank you guys and God bless you. Thank you. Uh, Sister Rosie says, praise the Lord. And also thank God for the Holy Ghost. Yep, lead and guide us to all truth. I thank him for it every day because who knows where I would be without it. And um, Kiara says, God said without his spirit, we're none of his. And that is so true. Um, I don't know who has told you what, but getting the Holy Ghost is a requirement. Getting baptized in the name of Jesus is also a requirement. And there are so many people, even going back in the Bible, the chief priests, the pastors, the bishops today will say that all you have to do is confess and let him enter into your heart and you have him as your personal Lord and Savior. And then shake my hand. That's it. I remember I was a kid growing up in church. They would put the chair out in front of the congregation. Have everybody close their eyes. They say, you don't have to be ashamed. You come up here and get saved. You know, they do this at the altar call. But we have to know what's right. We have to know the scriptures. Um, Jesus said we do error because we do not know the scriptures nor the power of God. We have to know, uh, we have to be careful what we're reading and who we listen to, because I remember when I first started reading and I um, downloaded the the Holy Bible app by version, and that Bible, you know, it has tons of Bible plans and videos, and I thought that I was actually learning something, and you know, <laughs> but it wasn't, it wasn't all true, but the majority of it wasn't. Uh, I remember reading a plan about baptism. And the first thing it said was, first off, you do not have to get baptized. Don't let anybody tell you that. It is just an outward expression of your newfound life in Christ. And I knew right there, this isn't it. 
So we have to know, is he risen in us? In Revelation, he says, I stand at the door and knock. He's not going to force himself in. We have to open the door. Let him in, metaphorically speaking. And it's the same way with a lot of these movies uh, pertaining the gospel or the life of Jesus. Um, And it's kind of hard to watch because most of them don't even say the full truth. A lot of them are just uh, far off, um, like the movie, which, I mean, I like the movie. It had a good message. Just for example, the movie, God is not dead. Now, that statement is true. And like I say, I like the the message that it was trying to portray. But those of you who have seen it, um, we know that the professor there, he started off not believing in God. Well, he used to when he was little, and then he stopped. And then right at the end of the movie, sorry if I'm spoiling it for you, but he got hit by a car while running in the rain. And then um, one of the preachers, um, he came over and he asked him, do you believe in God? And then the professor finally said, yeah. And the pastor said, well, okay, because you're about to see him real soon. You're going to know a lot more than any of us down here on earth does. And I hate to break it to you, but that is, he confessed it. But unless he got baptized and got the gift of the Holy Ghost, those are requirements. You won't make it in. We see that in John chapter 3. Both of those are requirements. I remember back in high school, we had these things called state tests. I hated them, but you had to get a certain score on that. You you had to pass those tests in order to graduate. And if we didn't pass those tests, we weren't graduating. But when it comes to the word of God, we think that we can miss out and not have all the requirements and still graduate and still pass on and still hear God saying, good well done, my good and faithful servant. But that's not the case. Um, David says, partial truth is not truth. That is so true. We always want to twist the word of God to fit our lifestyle of sin. But as I've said before, he's not going to rewrite the Bible for our generation. But that's all I have to say. Um, <laughs> thank you guys so much for tuning in. Just let allow Jesus to rise in you because he's not going to force you. He gave us the right to choose. He loves us that much that he allows us to do things that hurt him. So let's not take advantage of our free will. So I see that we don't have any more comments. I just want to thank you guys again for tuning in. I hope you guys have a happy, happy Easter, Easter, happy Resurrection Sunday. As as I like to remind you guys every week, we do have Zoom Bible studies every Monday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you miss them, they're always uploaded to the website. See, I got a new placement up there at the top. It's not cut off this time, but jmsbible.com slash Zoom, and all of those messages are there. So if that be it, I don't think that we missed any comments. I'm sorry if we ever do miss any of the comments. They always disappear after four of them, but thank you so much. We love the comments and interactions, and as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always, because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy, count it all joy, and again, count it all joy. There is reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm, so if the Lord blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the Word of God, and I almost forgot to mention that next Thursday will be a pre-recorded message, so if we don't answer any of your comments just know that we're not ignoring you it will be pre-recorded and i will have a banner somewhere at the top indicating that it will be so if the lord blesses and says the same we'll see you guys the next thursday after that live with another topic coming straight from the word of god you guys have a happy safe and blessed weekend and once again thank you for tuning in Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here alone with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We hope to see you guys there. Thank you.
Also, as mentioned in the message, we have Zoom Bible studies every Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. To join our messages, all you'd have to do is click the meeting link in the description. There is also a link to listen to all of our previous Zoom messages as well. We hope to see you guys join in on the study. And always remember to rejoice in the Lord always. Oh,